I've been struggling to get any views for the past eight months. I started my YouTube channel, I think seven months ago. I haven't gotten any video above 2,000 views. Seven months of posting regularly, seven months of practice, regular practice, and I still haven't seen any results. I've been studying so much over the past couple months, but I wasn't really intentional about getting better on YouTube until two months ago. And so these past two months, I've been really honing in and practicing and studying about YouTube. And I've been watching lots of different videos. One video that I saw Hamza talk about, he basically said that when he and his editor... Sam, were basically brainstorming what made him great. What was his strong qualities? And Hamza thought, oh, it was his leadership, his great, I don't remember all the things he listed, but like he, Hamza thought it was like leadership or his like improvement or whatever. But Sam was very adamant that it was actually his storytelling. And that was just one instance. That was like one time where I was like, oh, storytelling. I was familiar that storytelling was a very important thing because I read a book, the book that actually got me to start down this journey of content creation, the book that got me to create my podcast was called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. And while I was reading that book, I was hanging out with my friend every day at the park and we were both into business and entrepreneurship and we we're both reading that book. And I was like, dude, we got to start reading or we got to start practicing our storytelling because storytelling is extremely crucial. It's, it's extremely important. I just realized that my pants are the same color as the wall. <laughs> that could look weird if someone edited it, but um, so I, like over the summer, I started realizing that storytelling was important and I did, I was conscious and I was intentionally practicing it a little bit more and more. And back in those days, I was doing one hour of practice every single day of podcasting. So I would literally just sit down in my basement, pick up the microphone and literally just speak for an hour straight. And then And then fast forward, I started realizing that YouTube was very important. And then I went down the whole rabbit hole of thinking like, oh, if I can make my editing the best possible, then that's what is going to make my videos great. That's what's going to make them pop off. And two months later, after learning how to edit, learning how to create thumbnails, no real results. I have 80 subscribers. And my best video is 1.5 thousand views. And then I realized that my dream customer actually didn't want highly edited views. So I went down that whole like rabbit hole of thinking like, oh, what, like, what does my dream customer want? All that. And I came to the conclusion that 
I shouldn't be editing the videos. I should be just having raw videos just like this. But then, I started reading a book called The Story per Power of Personal Storytelling. This was actually before I came to that conclusion. And I realized just how important storytelling was. So I started to realize like just how important storytelling was because the reason why the reason that prompted me to read that book, Power of Personal Storytelling, was was because I realized that YouTubers are just great storytellers. Like the difference between me and a successful YouTuber is they're better at storytelling. Their videos are more captivating because they tell a story. And so I'm like, I'm going down this rabbit hole. I realize that it's all about storytelling, all about storytelling. So I start like habits practicing my storytelling every day, figuring out stories every day and all that stuff. And I finally get to the point where yesterday I went and hung out with my friend and my other friend. And one of them is my mentor. So my friend he has got a YouTube channel, just like me. We're growing. And then my other friend, he has a YouTube channel as well. And he is already, like, he's got 50,000 subscribers. And I've got 50 subscribers. So he's my mentor. He's teaching me a lot of stuff. And I'm at the park with him, just with both of them, just hanging out, talking, strategizing, masterminding. And... I'm not sure if it was really like meant to make me think or meant for me, which I'm sure it was meant for me, but my mentor basically just said like, you got to figure out what makes you different. Like what makes me different? Because there's, he was talking about how there's hundreds of Hamza clones. Like you've seen it all over the place. All these people, which I don't really think Hamza clone is the right thing. I think that it's, they were just starting their channels be, and they were influenced by Hamza. So and that really made me think. I am in a sea full of a bunch of people who are struggling for their existence. And so I went, I went back home and I, the next morning, I literally just researched all my competitors. I found a bunch of people I have never seen before and they were all doing the same exact things that I was. Or at least they were doing something similar. So that leads me to question, like, what makes me different? And so after that, I started a spreadsheet. I, I created a Google Docs, and I literally just listed all of my all of my competitors, all their channels, all their top videos, and then I found one guy in particular, Hoff, H-O-F-F. -F. 
He's got like 3,000 subscribers, a bunch of videos, but one of them, he's got like, all of his videos got like hundreds of views, but one of them got 167,000 views. And that guy, when I found his channel, I saw his most popular video. And first of all, I really liked the video. And when I first saw it, I was captivated. I was like, whoa, how am I drawn into this? Because he literally had like the worst camera quality. It didn't even span the whole, it was in like, in like portrait mode. So it didn't even span the whole thing. He had two black strips along both edges of the video. And then his thumbnail was absolutely awful. It was literally just a picture of him with terrible camera quality and two black strips in portrait mode. So I was like, how did this guy get 167,000 views? Because there is, it was no accident. Like that just doesn't happen. You know, ask me how I know that doesn't happen because I posted 100 podcast episodes, no, like zero views. And then I've also seen, I studied his channel. I was literally trying to figure out how come he got 160,000 views on this video, but his very next video only got 2,000 views. And then the next video after that got like 800 views. And so I literally just like this morning, I was literally just rewatching that video and then watching his other videos. And then I was like, once I got stumped, I browsed YouTube because right now I'm training my, there's a whole, okay, I'm going to go on a little side tangent, but over the summer I would like stop watching YouTube, but every once in a while I would allow myself to peek at the homepage and then it would always change my life because the algorithm knows exactly what I need to see. And then to like I decided that YouTube was terrible it was bad I cut out YouTube completely and then just the other week I started watching it again because my mentor sent me a video saying why you should watch it and I agreed and then just yesterday when I went to the park I talked to my friend and I literally said that the YouTube the YouTube algorithm is literally the most powerful tool in the history of mankind like that thing, if you remember back in summer, we would only look at it every like once a week or maybe once a month or once every other day. I don't know, but we would just look at it and in that like one homepage, it would give us the exact answers and the exact like things that we needed. So it's stupid not to utilize this amazing tool. Like it's literally the most powerful tool ever created in mankind. I'm, like, I, I'm not even exaggerating. And so now I'm starting to actually train my YouTube algorithm to be how I like to give me the things that I need. And so that's why as I'm studying Hoff, I'm studying his most popular, popular video. And I'm, once I get stumped, I'm like writing all this stuff down in a Google Docs and I get stumped. I'm like, how come it, how is this video better than this one? And then I go onto YouTube and I like look at the feed and I'm, and it gives me like a bunch of like storytelling videos and a bunch of videos. And so I watch it because I'm training it to teach me how to be a YouTuber. And so I watch the videos and I've, I probably watch like four videos. I go watch a video, take notes, and then I go back to the Hoth video and I take more notes and then I like basically apply what I learned from that video by watching the Hoff video. And then I go back and forth 
takes probably like three hours of this. I go back and forth and I come up with a lot of different notes. And what I came to the conclusion was he just had a great story to tell. He had 170,000 views. Like the execution or the camera quality was terrible. So there's no excuse for camera quality. Like I, that's why I'm not going to worry about my monitor. Um, he like literally just sat in his bedroom. So the environment doesn't really matter. So that's why I don't care about showing the, the ceiling and all this, these lights. And then I did notice that he was dressed fairly well. Like he looked good in the video. Like he had good, um, his hair was done well. And then he was wearing a nice sweatshirt that fit, like fit well on him and looked good on him. So those things were good. But then I was like, like he was doing a lot of this stuff in his other like bad video. So what makes, like, what's the difference? And I haven't yet come to the conclusion, but there's like one theory. It's either like the video was very, like the idea was good. Maybe that is why. And then there's another reason. Like the actual execution of the video of the, his best one, he literally said, I was two weeks ago, I was in a rut. And he, he was like, two weeks ago, I was in a rut. And he like leaned in and he literally, within the first three seconds, he revealed the actual purpose of the video. And then he like stepped back for a little bit and said like a rut is basically where you don't do the things you should be doing. And then he went on and straight away within like 10 seconds, he started telling a story. And actually the, he started telling a story right from the beginning by saying three weeks ago I was in a rut, but like he actually started the story within nine seconds. And then he also like his story was very, it was told very well. Like it was, it had surprise. Like he basically said like, so I was laying in my bed scrolling mindlessly on TikTok, And then I decided to sit on the floor. Sounds strange, right? I sit on, I started to sit on the floor. Now I'm still scrolling through TikTok, but at least I changed my environment. And I noticed the whole time, like he was like narrating very well. He was giving his inner monologue. He was basically like making the story very relatable by narrating his inner monologue that everyone experiences, like all of the negative, excuse me, all of the negative emotions, negative like sayings that their minds are telling them to do. And so I realized that he was narrating his inner monologue very well. So it was a very relatable story. And then the whole story had a two journeys, which is perfect because I've heard of the journey of transformation and the journey of accomplishment many times in many different books and many different YouTube videos. And so he had two journeys, the journey from point A to B, which was from his bed onto his computer to start work, to start actually working. And then the journey of transformation, the emotional journey was him, like his inner monologue, like what was going on in his mind, how he grew. And he literally just stared at a wall for 30 minutes and then stared at a a blank document for five minutes. Like this is the journey of transformation. Like he was just telling him, he was narrating every step of the way, which I really think captivated me. And like the way he was telling the story also really 
worked out very well. He was saying like he would just start changing tones a lot. And then and then he would be like sounds strange, right? Like he would give like narrations. And so this channel even though it's like 3000 subscribers, not like I have this thing where I like to study the end product. So why study a channel with 3,000 subscribers when you can study Mr. Beast with like 300 million subscribers? Well, because it's a lot more applicable. I realized that there's no point in me studying Mr. Beast videos because I don't have the budget, so I can't do nearly as much stuff as he is. And he's in a completely different niche. He's entertaining people in like he has the fast paced videos that's not the type of videos i want to create like those are the types of videos i was creating which didn't do well because i was creating those for the wrong person i realized that my dream customer did not want to see those videos he wanted to see the long form storytelling videos so the conclusion i came to amongst all of this was i gotta study hoff hoff his channel is literally the best study material for me that I've found so far because he has a channel just like mine where it was, he had like a bunch of videos. They didn't really perform that well, like less than a thousand views. And then all of a sudden he blew up and he got 167,000 views in one video and then he fell off. So he had one video that was perfectly crafted, but then the rest of the videos were not. And there's definitely a subtle difference that makes all of the difference in the video between the best one and all of his other ones. So that's why studying Hoff is literally the best study material for me at this moment. And the conclusion that I came to amongst all of this stuff is the same exact conclusion that I came to yesterday and the week before and the month before. Actually, maybe not the month before, but same exact conclusion is go all in on storytelling and to wrap, like to go full circle to where I was talking about how my mentor said that I have to figure out how I'm different. Like, how am I going to stand out from the, like the crowd, from all the masses? Well, I just become the best storyteller because I realized that another big difference between Hoff's best video, and I actually didn't relate, I didn't check his other videos to see if he did not do this, but in Hoff's best video, he said he only told a story. He basically, his like timestamps went like this story, moral of the story. So the first 80% of the, of the video, was him telling a story. And then the last 20% was just the moral of the story. And he did not tell the viewer what to do. He did not say, sit at a wall, sit in front of a wall and stare at a wall. Even though the video was literally, the purpose of the video was to get the viewer to stare at a wall. He didn't say that. Yet he probably caused hundreds of people, thousands of people, to sit and stare at a wall, even though he didn't tell anyone to do that. Why? It's because he influenced them because he told them a great story. 
in the past, I have heard thousands of stories that have influenced me weeks, days, or months later. Because you remember stories. You don't remember, or at least if you do remember someone telling you to do something, you are much less likely to do it because it did not, they did not influence you to do it. It's all about influencing someone to do it because you're not going to be able to tell, like you have zero influence if you tell them. The way you influence is by saying a story because when you tell a story, you're basically holding up a mirror in front of someone and saying, oh, look, look how this relates to your life. Like Hoff's video was so great because it was relatable. Like everyone watching that video has done this at one point in their life. They lay, they wake up in the morning and they're laying in bed and they reach for their phone and they're in the trap. They're just mindlessly scrolling. They are in the trap. And Hoff told that story. It was relatable. So he was holding up a mirror in front of them. And then he continued the story and told them exactly what he did to solve it. His journey. He literally just sat on the floor and continued to scroll. That was the first step. And then he got rid of his phone and stared at a wall. That was the second step. And then he got up after 30 minutes because the boredom was so painful, he needed to take action on his work. He basically tricked himself to go from highly highly dopamine watching TikTok to lower dopamine watching TikTok on the floor to even lower dopamine staring at a wall. Extreme boredom staring at a wall. And then because of this extreme boredom, now he had a desire to actually take action and start working. So the dopamine from the TikTok started going down. And the desire to take action on his work started going up and then it hit a tipping point and then it started getting so strong that he literally had to take action like that is what he had to do he was so bored he just wanted to take action now and so he he did so that like that's the influence that's the whole story so the whole like that's exactly what i'm practicing influence and storytelling